hello everybody hello welcome back to my youtube channel upload past crossroads uh welcome back to if you're streaming from justin's uh youtube channel welcome back to his youtube channel uh chaplain logs and guys you know what we're about to do we're about to close out revelations chapter 22 justin and i have done countless videos on revelations chapter 22 and revelations 21 we've been tearing it up going verse by verse so if you want to see more videos on that you want to see all the sermons and just any just anything i've done on it just check that out on my youtube channel upload crossroads for more and i want to really paint the picture of how we got here guys so like it all started we got to the book of revelations 21 and revelations 22 from a Sunday school lesson that I did at my church, at my dad's church, Scotch Chapel AME Church in Hermitage, Tennessee, right? So for Sunday school, we had a text titled Revelations 21 and Revelations 22 as those texts. And I want to do verse by verse and really go through that whole study again, but in depth, because I, I didn't get to do that with the Sunday school lesson. So and it was a series, it was a Sunday school series for the summer, and it was titled Partners in Create in a New Creation. So you guys make sure to check out that playlist as well on my YouTube channel to watch all the ways that we're partners in creation with God and co-workers with God. We're partnering with God in the creation story, right? And in order to get to the new Jerusalem, the new heaven, the new earth, partners in a new creation. A new creation, guys. Do you see it? So yeah, let's go ahead and get to it again. I got a lot of playlists and all this stuff. So that's the book of Revelations. I know future sermons, future Bible studies, everything you'll see on there on my YouTube channel. But anyways, all right. So uh, yeah, just follow us on our social media platforms. I got to make sure I say all this. So just in case you don't watch all the way to the end, but make sure to watch all the way to the end. This is about to be crazy. All right. So let's go ahead and get to it. All right. So this is Justin's YouTube channel as well, his Facebook page as well. All right. So let's get to it. So we're in Revelations chapter 22, verses 16 through 21 today. And I'm going to just start off reading, guys. So I just want to give you all a little quick uh, housekeeping. That's what I'll call it. So Revelations 22, verse 16. Justin, do you ever get tired of me reading the verses and you want to read them? I can read some of them. They're like if you, uh, you pull ever... them up on the... Yeah. Do you ever get jealous of so... me just reading? And then you want to read them? Do you ever feel like that? I feel like you've let me read them before, but no, like, like honestly, like while you read, sometimes I'm fine either way. Oh, okay. But no, I, I can read them tonight if you man the slides. Yeah, I'll move over the slides while you read. Okay. So 22, verse 16, then. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to test things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bright say, come. say, come and let him that is a thirst come and who the water of life freely. For I testify the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall shall add unto these things the plagues that are written in this book. And if any of the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life, city, and from the things which are written in this book. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Grace of our Lord Jesus. Amen. All right. So, guys, we're going to break down this verse by verse, expository preaching, expository, expository, Bible, uh, expository Bible study, uh, just commentate, got all commentary on these verses. So let's go ahead and do it. So Revelation 22, verse 16. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root. And the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. This is the part I wanted to talk about last video, the bright and morning star. So I'm really excited for just this verse. This is one of my favorite verses in Revelation 22. So, yeah, I'll actually, if you're going to talk about 
the bride and morning star actually want to talk about the root and the offspring of David. Uh, before the study, I was looking at First Samuel chapters. Like, it's where God gave the anointment of the king Saul, but Saul like disobeyed God. He messed up. Um, so you know, it was given to David, like the like the son of Jesse just a shepherd someone just out in the field and it, it's kind of amazing that and from the beginning like uh, Jesus was descended and like King David didn't have his chance until Samuel the prophet anointed him as the youngest of Jesse's sons and some I wonder like if David was going to be the one that was an ancestor of uh, Jesus, the Messiah, like, why even bother with Saul in the first place? Because Samuel received the word of God to go anoint Saul, to be to be the direct link from God to the people, but he followed God's orders, he, he um, hoarded treasures that weren't supposed to be taken away so you kind of have to wonder man why did god even like bother with that through such a roundabout way why didn't he just go straight for david and then that would and like honestly the straight answer is we don't know like we don't in hebrews like in hebrews it asks us like who among us of the lord like how many of us actually know what's in God's heart. Job, his friends, like Job's three friends, spent a amount of time trying to figure out, like, why was God doing this? Was God punishing something Job did? Or was God punishing something his ancestors did? Or was God just a, a vengeful? At the end of the book, you never really, there's not really a straight answer of, like, why God did blood all this. You know that he had a kind of a, an agreement with, with the devil too, and you kind of wonder like, like why did God let those things happen and the straight answer is we don't know we do know that everything did work according to God's plans like David into the kingdom to play the liar for Saul spirits at that point um, so you maybe that was part of for the plan, we don't want very dangerous to put like um put God in a box and think we know what God like. Sometimes hindsight's twenty twenty, and we could say, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's God's plan," but it's complicated. And then we know. I think I've I think I've said this on some videos before. I thought that mess that do uh go back in, into the past or the future because that's assuming we. We know what's best like we assume that we know all of it. like like you see how messed up those, those movies happen like they change one thing in the past and then three or something like that um same thing in this uh verse though was the roots and the origin uh, um of david like david all the genealogy that appears in the gospels of who Jesus was descended to. All of that was planned, man. All of the Old Testament stories that lead up to Jesus. It's like Jesus was the ultimate ending to fitting like he's mentioned again, like his genealogy is mentioned again in this last book. The Old Testament was leading up to Jesus as our Savior, as our salvation. He, like at the time of the Old Testament, yeah, those people are probably can. They know the path, but they had no idea it would appear in the way it did. We're very, very fortunate to have the Bible this to show us what God's plan was all along. But like at that time, and could you imagine like how confused or how lost people could have been what uh, God was going to do for them? And then this uh, like. 
God is trying to deliver another message to the, like the churches are still super young. The disciples still thought Jesus was going, but obviously that didn't happen. But God is delivering a final message or Jesus message through this angel so that we know at least what the end of the plan is. We don't know. We don't know like the genealogy of like David or Ruth or Joseph leading we know the end. Like we know how this ends and that gives us that special comfort. So I do like how with this verse just showing like this is the this is the God is providing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the root and the offspring of David. Like that part it's crazy because it's confusing, like to a lot of people. Like, and that even goes back to a story Jesus said. It wasn't even a story; it's something that actually happened. It's Matthew twenty-two, verse forty-one to forty-six. The title of the whole section in Matthew twenty-two, forty-one to forty-six is "Whose son is the Messiah?" Right. So, what is this? Is the text? It says, "While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, what do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he?'" And they answered, "The son of David." They replied. He said to them, how is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord? For he says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your foot. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? Right? No one could say a word in reply. And from that day, <laughs> from that day on, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Right? That is so powerful because like, I'm the root and the offspring of David. So how is he the root? How is he before David? The root, that's what root means. And how is he after David? David's son? Like the son of David? That's what was one of his, uh, what's it called? Like titles, basically. Son of David. Uh, all that stuff, right? In the David lineage. And there's some verses. Like I was talking with that friend I told you, you and Terry about that said uh, he only believes in the Old Testament, doesn't believe in the New Testament. And one of the reasons why he said, like, with the virgin birth, it's a virgin birth. So how is Jesus in the line of David if Joseph wasn't the birth father and it was a virgin birth? That's a great question. But we know back in that time period, people used to uh, marry family members. They used to marry cousins, right? So it's agreed upon that Mary was in the lineage of David as well. It was probably one of Joseph's, Joseph's uh cousins mary was right so that's how jesus is in the line of david right so that's one question another question he asked me was like where is jesus in the old testament he wasn't mentioned at all justin just said it justin said that in the old testament it prophesied and talked about how the messiah is coming and how and it gave messianic titles to jesus and jesus claimed all those messianic titles he did, there wasn't one that he didn't claim it was all prophecies right so here goes one isaiah 11 verse 1 says and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots that is the same thing i'm the root and the offspring of david right look that's the king james version let me read the niv the niv says a shoot will come up from the stump of jesse from the roots a branch will bear fruit what is jesus calling himself i'm the vine you're the branches, right? <laughs> right? Is that what he said? Is who's the branch? Yeah. I don't know, right? But he's the vine, and yeah, we're the branches. Like we're all sprouting out, right? He's the root of it all. He's the cost of it all. What did Jesus say in Revelation 21, 22 that we've been claiming and talking about the whole time? We've been talking about how Jesus is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, in the end, all that stuff, man. So this is what Jesus is saying here. He's he's claiming the, that he's not just a descendant of David. He's the creator and Lord of David, right? That's so many other verses, like Psalms 110, verse 1 in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Matthew 22, verse 42 to 45, which is what we just read. So, like, it shows, this shows right here that Jesus is both the creator of David and his descendant. So, <laughs> this is crazy, right? So, yeah, that's just what that part, right? And so something else, mm -hmm. uh, let me, you want to say anything before I keep on going? I want to break down 16 now. No, keep on going. All right, so with verse 16, let's go back and 
break down verse 16 real quick. So I'm going to talk, talk about that first part. You know, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you, right? So just that part alone with Revelations 22, verse 16, there's no doubt who the speaker is, right? It says, I, Jesus, right? So that means, and it reveals that the Lord himself is once again speaking and expressing his authority. What we just saw, I'm the root and offspring of David. That's one, one authority he's claiming. I was before David. I was before Moses, before Abraham, before before everybody was, I was, right? So like, this is stuff that Jesus said, guys. These are bold statements. Huh? So come on. I don't see how you can get him twisted with what he was saying, right? So let's talk about that part again. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you. With these solemn words, Jesus authenticates the entire book, right? Much of the book of Revelation is either fantastic or it seems too good to be true, but it's all true. This is what we saw in Revelations 21 and 22. It's been crazy. The new Jerusalem, new earth, the new world order where there's no tears, no sorrow, where, the, where there's a row in the middle of the new Jerusalem in the tree of life with 12 manners of fruit, one every month. Uh, and it's for the healing of the day. Like, it's too crazy, guys. I, I could talk about more, but just go and watch the other videos me and Justin did on Revelations 21 22. But all this is talking about how faithful God is to his word and his promises, guys. Like, Jesus was claiming all of these titles, all of these things, and he lived up to it. Do you think he's not going to live up to his word and his promises and what he spoke to us? This is what Jesus is saying. He's testifying to us, right? So Jesus was saying that he sent his angel, right? So I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. So Jesus was saying that he sent his angel, the one that was showing John around the new Jerusalem, to show John, to tell to the churches all these things. That's the very beginning of Revelations. Uh, Jesus told the angel to, to show John everything. And John was to tell to all the churches, the seven churches, right, in the book of Revelation. So these things, this is what he's supposed to tell them, these things. So it includes everything that John saw and witnessed in his vision with the book of Revelations, right? So uh, to testify to you these things in the church, Revelations 22, 16, again, we're still on that verse, right? So the book of Revelations written to the churches, this book is not a private affair. And it's not knowable only to the elite. It's for all believers, for everybody, right? So one of the one of the things my, my friend said as well, he said that the whole book of Revelation was only written to the seven churches. It's not applicable at all for today. Like, <laughs> it's only written to the seven churches. But that's a lie because we read all, and what we're going to talk about all throughout Revelation 22 in this video and what we talked about in past videos is Jesus is telling us to get ready. To be prepared that the, the time is coming the time is near right i'm coming surely i'm coming quickly that's what we're going to talk about in today's video this is promises that he's saying that's going to happen right so it's written for all of us to be ready to come right while while it's still while we still have time there's no more second chances so that's this whole video today right so yeah revelations 2 and 3 talked about and referenced the churches that the uh that john was writing to in the book of Revelation, but we can't just limit God's, I can't stand when people limit God's word, like it's applicable, right? It's for reproof and correction. It's for everybody, like what? Like that's what we've been talking about Revelation 21, 22. Justin, did you have anything with us with, with yeah, that? Yeah, that kind of confuses me. An image of like all the end times, it's the place where everyone will go one next life. Like how is that not applicable? To us, like, how's that not anyone who's run the marathon or pushed the kingdom of God? I don't know. That's statement's a little confusing to me. Mm -hmm. All the people in the original seven churches are like dead, so it's like, did they just have to hear the word and then it, it doesn't apply to anybody else? That that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I feel I feel like this is super important because it gives us an idea of like what we're aiming. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the bright morning star, man. That's my favorite yeah. part, man. All right. So let's break this down, guys. So, all right. So the bright morning star. This is what Jesus claimed he was. Let me read that verse again. Like the verse says, Revelations 22, verse 16. This is the verse we're on, guys. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. This part is so crazy, guys. Get ready for it, all right? So, 
This is another messianic title from the Old Testament and the New Testament, right? So to, to me, the Bible is all true. It all comes together. The Old Testament is not different from the New. Is it different? Yes, but they're out, they go together. Like you can't just accept one and then deny the other. Like I don't see how people do that. So this is a messianic title that Jesus is claiming from the Old Testament and the New, right? So one in the Old Testament where it says the bright and morning stars is Numbers 24, 17. It says in other places too, because Satan is mimicking God and copying everything that God does because he wants to be God and show that he's better than God when he's not, right? So Satan calls himself the bright and morning star too, right? So I know some people are thinking that, but this is totally different. And this, I'm just, let me show you what is diff why it's different, right? So Numbers 24, verse 17 says, I'm going to read the NIV. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob, a scepter will rise out of Israel. He will crush the foreheads of Moab, the skulls of the people of Shia. All right, so I'm gonna read the, uh, I'm not even gonna read any more verses. So in addition to the root and the offspring of David, the Lord also referred to himself as the bright and morning star, right? So did you guys know that there's a planet on Earth? Well, not on Earth. There's a planet in the atmosphere in the universe. Well, it's not even in the atmosphere. In the universe, in space, that's called the morning star and the evening star. And this is what Jesus is saying, right? Venus is called the morning star and the evening star, right? So the morning star is the brightest star at the darkest time of night. And according to astronomy, it signals a new day. See, God speaks through creation. This is what me and Justin always talk about, right? So Venus shines so brightly that it is the first star to appear in the sky after the sun sets or the last star to disappear before the sun rises, right? So science stuff, right? So just as the morning star generally held to be the planet Venus shines and welcomes a new day, so does Jesus, right? So let me break that down, right? It has so much more stuff. So the bright morning star means the one who heralds the beginning of a new day, right? The world, the word herald, like hark the herald, right? Angels sing glory to the new. <laughs> so let's talk about herald. What does herald mean? It means it's a sign, right? It means to indicate something, an indicator, a prelude to something, some something that ushers in. It's a messenger. But here goes the main part. This is what a herald is. It's somebody that a herald is somebody that points to or paves the way for, right? So Jesus doesn't just say, I will bring a new day, right? He's saying, No, I am the new day, right? Like, <laughs> so, so there's a new day coming and Jesus is it, right? So this is what the bright and the morning star means. Let me see if I got anything else with the bright and morning star. Jesus fulfilled the Old Testament hope for a Messiah and he came at a dark period in Israel's history. He will also return at the darkest moment in human history. So Jesus is showing his majesty, his power over all creation. Because of him, there will be no darkness again, no work in the new world order, nowhere on the new heaven and new earth, the new Jerusalem. In Revelation 21, 22, in the eternal state, how things are going to be forever and ever, all eternity, right? So the only darkness that there will be is in hell, right? Which we won't have access to if you believe in Jesus, right? If you have, uh, if you gave your, uh, if you gave your life to him and all that stuff, right? So, yeah, so the bright morning star, right? It means that Jesus was the first star to arise in the first and is the the first star is the brightest star right that's venus right so the very son of god himself this is him so yeah basically it's saying that jesus is the star among all stars and that goes with a lot of texts that me and justin have covered and a lot of scripture verses so like i'm gonna just talk about i'm gonna talk about three of them so colossians 1 15 says he is the jesus is the image of the invisible god the firstborn of all creation so jesus is what we're all going to look like in eternity, right? He's the firstborn of our resurrected bodies, how our resurrected bodies are going to be. He's the firstborn of what life is going to be like for the believer after death because he is the resurrection and the life. This is how we get eternal life. First Corinthians 15, 45 to 49. So, and guys, if you want me guys to show, if you want me to show the scripture verses while I read them, I think that'll be helpful. I don't think it's, I think it sucks when I just read it and, it's not on, on video. But anyways, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45 through 49. Let me know you guys want me to do that. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, right? So you got Adam first. The last Adam, which is Jesus, became a life-giving spirit, right? 
However, the spiritual is not first. So Jesus is the first, but the natural is Adam, right? And afterwards, the spiritual. So Jesus came after Adam, even though he was before Adam, right? But it's talking about with the resurrected body thing, right? So the first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. It, as was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. So we're all going to die. We're all going to be ashes to ashes, dust to dust. That's what all of us are going to become eventually, right? And as is the heavenly man, so as is Jesus, so also are those who are heavenly. As And as we have uh, borne the image of the man of dust, we also bear the image of the heavenly man. So are we sinners like Adam? Yes. But can we resurrect from our graves and be like Jesus? Yes, but you got to believe in him, right? He's the chief cornerstone, guys. He's the first stone of what we all going to look like, right? So, so this is it, but this is only if you believe in him and accept him, right? So this is what the Bible's saying. This is what Revelation 22 is going to be talking about. And it's talking about the bright and morning star. He's the first one to come like that. And if you believe in him, you can be, you'll become an heir to the throne and be just like him. I mean. Yeah, you'll be just like it. So Romans 8, 29. All right, so for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed in the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren, the bright and morning star. Jesus is the brightest set of all of us. He's the star among all stars. Are we going to be stars too? Yes, but Jesus is the brightest out of us. He's the first and the last, the beginning and the end. You guys get it? He's the bright and morning star. And I just wanted to share this. Just I'm sorry to talk so much, but guys, the bright morning star. This is what I was waiting for. This is what I tried to show last video. I got so excited. So you guys remember I said that Jesus is the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. So in your lifetime, you, you're born and then you die, right? And then you get the death. So no matter what phase you're in, no matter what, at, at your conception or at your uh, deception, whatever you want to call it, at your demise, no, no matter uh, where you start or where you end, Jesus is always there in the middle in the dash, right? And then he's always there at the beginning and the start of everything. And he's been there for all eternity. He's been there at the beginning of creation, and he's going to be there at the end of creation. He's going to always be there, right? So he's the bright and morning star, the first star and the last star, right? So, yeah, it, it, it goes like crazy. But, Justin, you can go ahead, man. I know you probably got something. That's interesting, too, that uh, sometimes – Lucifer morning star, uh, because I think, I think some translations of Lucifer can be star, but you notice that he's never identified as like the evening star, even if he's there, he's not gonna be the winner at the end either. We already learned from earlier chapters in Revelation, he's gonna be thrown into the lake of fire with the rest of the fallen angels, like star. that's just like a trans translation of his name like we know who the true morning and evening saw like, like even though they were all there even though the angels were there before Adam, there before Adam we know he's not gonna be there at the end like I I like that you point this is the alpha and the omega he's, he's there at the beginning and the end he's the morning and the evening star he's there there like in the middle of it all as well right in the middle of that dash but about the devil he's on a chain like in the book of job like he can only do things like he's always on a chain but jesus and god they're in the middle of everything so i really emphasize man he's been there at the beginning and he's here at the end with us in revelation yeah you killed it. i didn't even think about that man like satan is never called the evening star that, that's crazy because God won. So the victor gets the spoils. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Appreciate you saying that, man. All right. You ready for the next yeah. verse, 17? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Let me share my screen again. All right. So verse 17, Revelation 22, 17. All right. It reads, And the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that hear it say, Come. And let him that a thirst come. Oh, this, this is going to be so exciting. I'm so excited. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. <laughs> okay, I lied. I like I like this verse, too. 
gosh, there's a lot to unpack with this one too. It's full of good. It's full there. I just like the part where, gosh, where to start? I like the part where it says whoever and they can like drink from the water of life because what what's in, what we talked about other things, but a big thing was like the, the trees of life and the water of life that's running. This is like pure water. Like any back in John, Jesus or thirsty come, and they weren't going. And whoever came wasn't going to get like physical water. Man, it's crazy how every time Jesus talked about spiriting, like Nicodemus or the Samaritan woman, they always thought it was like this physical water, about something deeper. He's talking about water that will never allow. It's like food that we can partake in that, that uh, will never make us go. Like this is like once we come, once we, once we're thirsty and we, that's the end of it. We're never gonna be hungry or thirsty again. Like how amazing is that? Sustain us. So I like that this parallels to what Jesus has already been saying. Is like providing the water of life. He is off. He is providing food in which we'll never be hungry. This is the end. Like we, we man. We we have to emphasize, man. This this is the end of it. How do how do these verses not apply to us? So how's these? How do these verses only apply? Like it's gonna apply to everybody. Everyone is going to be able to partake in the tree of life and the water. And just powerful analogies. Right. Yeah, I got two questions for everybody. So with this verse, Revelation twenty-two verse seventeen, what we're talking about right now. Uh, the spirit and the bride say, "Come." Right. So two questions for you guys. Is it invitation? Is it is this is this an invitation to Jesus asking him to return or is this an invitation to those with a spiritual thirst to come to Jesus? Right. And the answer is both. They're both true. Like, so it's both of these two things. Right. It's not either one. Right. So this is an invitation to him that are thirst or in need of salvation. This is for you guys. So you got you guys know how you get mail. It's a letter going out to everybody. And it's an invitation, right, to this wedding, this banquet, to, to meet this bride, like we saw in Revelation 21. I think the first, very first verse of Revelation 21 said, and the bride came, right? And it's talking about the bride that Jesus prepared, and he went to go prepare for all of us when he died on the cross, right? He said he's going to prepare a place for us that he could that we can dwell with him forever, right? He's, he's going to, it's going to be mansions there, right? So this is it. Right, he prepared a bride for his bride, right? The church, right? So let's talk about this. So two invitations are given here. So we see that the the spirit and the bride say come. That's one invitation. And the second invitation is uh to come. The second invitation to come is given by him that hears, right? So him that heareth, right? So let's talk about the first invitation, which is the spirit and the bride say come. So the spirit obviously is talking about the Holy Spirit. And the bride is the church. So the bride is the church that is the host of true believers uh, scattered all over the earth, right? That's going to be all the redeemed people in all eternity, right? So the, together they offer an invitation to come during the present uh, or the church age, right? So the invitation is for from both the spirit and the bride crying out to come, right? And I want to talk about that for a minute. Like this part is so powerful. The cry of the Holy Spirit is that Jesus would come. This is the cry, right? that he would come and complete it all, right? Jesus is the first and the last. As soon as he comes again, he said he's coming back, right? That's a promise. He's been faithful to all the rest of the promises. Will he not be faithful to that too? He said he's coming back again. What's going to happen when he comes back again? All those promises are true. So this is the cry of the Holy Spirit, right? To complete all things so that we can experience this. The, a world where there's peace, no pain, no sorrow, no tears, no death. Come on. There's nothing better than that. <laughs> We ain't talked about the New Jerusalem yet. We're just talking about that, that simple thing, right? So because we are in Christ and because the bride has received the Holy Spirit, the church has received the Holy Spirit, right? We should desire Jesus to come, right? We should be anticipating his coming. We should be uh, hoping for, declaring, speaking of the same thing that the, the Holy Spirit is doing, right? Speaking of Jesus, right? This is all the Spirit does. The Spirit was sent by God to proclaim Jesus. 
right? So there's no debate with that. So we also want Jesus to come just like the spirit, right? So um, yeah, let's go back to that. Uh, just, just stop if you want to say anything. So the invitation is from the spirit and the bride saying come, right? So three invitations are going out. So who's the people that are receiving the invitation, right? This is what who is talking about. So the people who are receiving this invitation are those who are invited, those that here are invited to come, those that thirst are invited to come, and whosoever will take the water of life freely. So these are the three people who are uh, who are receiving the invitation, right? So anyone who has responded to the Spirit's call and became a member of the body of Christ must now extend an invitation to others, right? And I'm going to say a, a different thing, too. The promise of Christ is coming should move us to present the gospel to everyone right so we the redeemed have had a, our spiritual thirst quenched by the living water and we must invite others to take the water of life freely so that's the life application we get from this alone just from that part right i haven't talked about the, the second invitation who sent the second invitation yet right so that was just the first one the spirit and the bride's invitation going out to those who hear those who desire and those who uh whosoever will come right so yeah let's go ahead and talk about the second one did you have anything justin yeah just like how it's the bride um sending out the invitation because i'm back from that um for but the first first and foremost like again and this is like we're all going back to the new jerusalem because we are being bonded and God in heaven again but a big part too is like this when like a banquet a feast or a party like every something about that idea is that everyone will be fed like everyone will be able to part themselves and just be together like a bank like these invitations I think are, are a sign of joyous. and like we we of course, if we receive something joyous, like we get involved in with it, so why wouldn't we want to extend that invitation out? I really one of the um, prerequisites for this to receiving also passing the invitation on to others. Hmm. Yeah, that goes back to a song my church used to sing. I used to love it, man. Um, Said I wasn't gonna tell nobody, but I could keep it, could keep it. What the Lord has done oh. for me. You you know that song? No, but you've sang it before. Yeah, like uh and so basically the song we just keep on repeating that, like said I wasn't gonna tell nobody, but I could keep it to myself what the Lord has done for me, right? And that's the whole song just about, right? So if God's been that good to you, why would you keep it to yourself? You can't, right? It's too good. It's truth. It's love that everybody needs. It's hope that everybody needs. It's peace. Like, no other source on earth is better than this, right? It's, mm -hmm. Nobody's better than Jesus. Jesus is everything, right? So, yeah, I, I'll just leave it at that. But let's talk about the second invitation, right? The second invitation to come is given by hear, him that he, him that heareth, right? So this could refer to the unbeliever who has answered the invitation and is urging others to join him or her, right? So this is what going back to what we were saying before, right? So again, this urgent call to take the water of life freely is offered to whoever will and anyone who desires to be saved. So the water of life, like we talked about before in Revelations 22, verse 1 to 3, right, is eternal life that Jesus gives. That's the water of life. And he gives it freely without cost to everyone who thirsts for it. And this is what we're going to talk about a lot. But it, everything's coming back together, guys. I pray you see it, man. So the last invitation to Christ in this book goes out, and they are to take of the water of life freely, right? You got to take of it, right? It's get, the invitation is given, but you got to take of it, right? So this is the last invitation to Christ, guys. This is the last book of the Bible. This is the last few verses of the Bible. This is it. Revelation 22. All right, spoiler alert. This is how it's going to end. This is the most important message that we get. The gospel of Christ is a free gift. It's just saying, just come. That's all you got to do. This is the whole basic truth of Christianity. Let's keep on going. Everything has gone up in price, right? Inflation is crazy right now in 2022. It's awful. Gas prices was $20. I'm just kidding. It was $20. It was $9. 
at, in California. What was it? What was it in Alabama? What was gas it's prices? Alabama though, it's it's cheaper than it than it in Nashville. Nashville's like what four fifty or something? Yeah, right now, but it was like five or six six. Was it? Yeah. Oh gosh, where that happened? Yeah, but anyways, like everything has gone up in price, right? Except for salvation, right? It's still a free gift paid by Jesus and paid. Yeah, you yeah. guys. Get it. So salvation and Christ's love is a gift. You don't earn it. You gotta receive it. That's all you gotta do. You just gotta receive it. And that's so many verses in the Bible. But let's, let's break that down. Ephesians two eight through nine, man. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, right? Salvation is free. It's given by God. Nobody can boast about knowing God or having it good in God or anything or having peace and just having all the blessings you have just because you've been obeying God. It's a gift from God. Anybody could have had that gift that they just would have came, right? So who can come? Let's talk about that. Like it's so much here, right? So come. This is what the word we keep on seeing in Revelation 22, 17. Who can come? It's three people. Him that hear, hears can come to Jesus. Him who thirsts can come to Jesus. And then lastly, whoever desires to come can come to Jesus. Let's break these down, right? So him who hears can come to Jesus, right? But they can't come unless they hear. This is the basic truth of the Bible, right? There's so many verses that say this, but Jesus said in John yeah. 10, 27, he said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me, right? That's a shepherd right there. A shepherd can talk and the sheep listens because they know the voice of the shepherd. And the sheep are dependent on the shepherd. They're not dependent on anybody else. They trust only in the shepherd, right, who leads them and guides them and protects them. This is our God, Psalms 23, man. Come on. <laughs> and he, that is uh, John 8, verse 47, he that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not because you're not, a, not, you are not of God. So if you don't hear or understand the word of God, it's because you don't have faith, which is Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, hearing the word of God, right? Uh -huh. So did all of us hear and automatically believe? No, we just talked about that before. Like people who were unbelievers that came to Jesus and tried them, <laughs> they're now telling other people about Jesus saying, you should come, like it's great, right? So this is, this is, this is that verse, right? So last one, last verse I want to say about hearing God's word, right? It's Luke eleven twenty eight. But he said, yeah, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it, right? You got to hear the word of God. You got to hear God's voice, man. You got to be willing to heed to it. So this is who comes to Jesus, man. In order to come to Jesus, you got to hear, right? And then who else can come to Jesus, right? Him who thirsts can come to Jesus, but they can't come unless they feel their thirst. So the key of this living water, the water of life, right is that a person must be thirsty and have a yearning for it so jesus can't do nothing for those who are not thirsty for salvation right that's the kicker guys like you thirsty a lot of people are thirsty for a lot of things in this life let's talk about it porn sex cigarettes women men all the women and men in the world that they can possibly have it's nice i get it all the money in the world that you can possibly have right like you think that will make you happy but it won't and Jesus is offering you something that's really going to fill you. And that's him. Nothing's better than him. Right? And this is what Revelation 22, 17 is saying. All right, let's talk about the third group, people. So whoever, whoever desire, whosoever desires can come. Right? So, but they can't come unless God works in their heart to desire him. I, I want to say one verse. Because the Bible basically says you got to desire. If you desire God, it's only because God put that desire in you. To desire him right there's a lot of verses like that jeremiah 24 7 is one of them this is the only one i can think of justin so if you got another one let me know all right so jeremiah 24 7 says i will give them a heart to know me that i am the lord they will be my people and i will be their god for they will return to me with all their heart right so if you know god and you came to god it ain't nothing you can boast about you didn't come to god because you were smart or you knew he was the way or anything, is because you put it in your heart to know him. You desire him because he gave you the desire to desire him. Now you're getting, you're getting a feel that you never thought could be filled before, right? You were empty and life was hopeless and you were lost, but now you're not because of God, right? So it's only because of God. We can only boast because of him. That's first thing is, uh, four. 
it's keep we keep on going back to first Corinthians, Justin. So my last question yeah, for you guys, just with what I'm saying, is so how do you know if God has worked in your heart? It's those three things I just said. You gotta go through the list. So how do you know if God has worked in your heart? Have you heard him? Are you thirsty for God and eternal life? Do you want him? Right? And if you're missing one of those three things, all you gotta do is come. Right, just come. Like that's Jesus's message. That's the whole message of the gospel. All right, Justin, you want to go ahead? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you. We're talking about like hearing the message is important. Like you, you actually uh, named off some verses I was thinking about as well, because like faith does start with hearing. How, how that's why missions are so important because we have to at least reach out to. Faith of hearing about God but like that's a important part about I'm glad you had that as like the first invitation as well because you can't desire God until you, you always have to like hear hear the message and you uh, uh, read the message like as soon as you hear it that, that allows the spirit to at least start working in you as I'm glad you mentioned that but yeah like um who isn't there who doesn't desire god like even people who don't believe in god they're always trying to find the purpose of their life the meaning of their life like why we're here like that that's been placed on our high god there's evidence on our hearts that we are creations of god because he made desire he made us to want to desire something spiritual like something more like that's the evidence that we're spiritual beings is that we're, we're always thinking about spiritual. You're not a spiritual person, but man, if you're if you're thinking about your purpose in life or like why you're here, the spirituality that God has put in you. So I'm I I'm glad like those two last messages too because man that that could be like anybody could be thirsty for God and not really know it. Like even. Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee, he knew there was something missing in all the teachings that they get that they gave to figure out what did it mean to be born again in a spiritual sense. So I think nailed the. I think you really nailed like all three of those invitations. Nah, you did, man. Cause I didn't even think about that. Like you said, in order, it's steps. So that was great that you said that. You got to hear it first, then you there, can, uh, yeah. Yeah, I will study where they remember all of them. The last one is like meditate. Like uh, uh, for in Joshua, you meditate on, on this book of the law day and night. And like keep your word, keep his word so you can keep them in your heart. Um, I forgot what the other steps though. It's like you have to hear it first then you have to read it for yourself and then you gradually develop understanding and appreciation for god but yeah, yeah it starts with crazy. hearing that yeah that's crazy man all right guys you got it man let's uh, justin i have a little bit more with this man i'm gonna just say it man like i'll leave this video yeah. to 17 and then do another one because i want to keep it short for everybody like an hour and then the next one yeah, all right. Because so, I don't want this video to be three hours and then they just look yeah. at it at the time and be like, uh uh, no. <laughs> right, yeah. All right, so guys, let's focus. We're on Revelation 22, verse 17, right? So the last part of Revelation 22, verse 17 says, Whoever desires, let him come, let him take the water of life freely, right? So I didn't say that right. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. We're about, we're about to tell this part up, right? So this is an open invitation to receive salvation from Jesus, right? So he will not exclude anyone who comes to him. An invitation is both an opportunity and a responsibility. If you decline this invitation, we have only ourselves to blame. And Isaiah 55 is given a similar invitation. It's extended to people, and here it is. It says in Isaiah 55, 1, is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. And this is what Jesus is doing for us, man. <laughs> you can take your choice of whatever you need, whatever you want in life. 
whatever you're not getting in this life that you really want to experience, Jesus can give that to you. Like, and some people, first thing they go to is money. But what can money, what things can money can't buy, right? Why doesn't God give you all the money in the world? There's a reason, right? So what else is God giving you or trying to give to you, but you're not accepting, right? Come and take of this drink that he's trying to give to you. Like, there's things in life that are more important than money, right? Or whatever your lesson after, whatever your desire, right? Jesus is the best thing, right? So the invitation to come is an urgent command for the day will arrive when it, it, it is too late to come, right? Now is the day of grace. Now is the day of salvation. The hour of judgment is impending, right? And I really want to hone in on that. Like, whosoever will, let him take out the water of life freely. Guys, you got one life. You only live once, right? That's it. How long, how much longer do you got? And the older you get, the more you figure out how less time you got. Because I'm getting older and time's flying by. It's been 30 years. So what's the next 30 years? You kidding me? You know how long that's going to take to happen? Not long at all. Like if I make it another 30. And then if I make another 30 after that, it's not going to take long. Like, so everybody live like they're going to live forever. Like in the next 100 years, all y'all are going to be dead. Everybody. Right, it'd be a whole new group of people, and we living like we're gonna live forever. You're not, right? So it's not too late to accept this free gift, right? It isn't too late to come, and you can still come now. You have your chance to do something now. You can change your eternal destiny forever right now. Everybody's bound for hell right now, unless you come to Christ. And when you come to Christ, then you have eternal life. Then you know for sure where your destiny will lie and where you will lie in all eternity, right? But if you're unsure, you need to come, accept this invitation. Only you, only you have that responsibility. Nobody else has that responsibility over your life. You got to take responsibility and ownership of that. You can't blame anybody else for hell but yourself because you're rejecting this invitation, especially you got us this far on this video, right? So there's still time, but you need to move quickly. This is why Jesus said in Revelation 22, like, surely I'm coming quickly. Or, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm coming quickly. Like, it, it repeat, repeatedly said it. And I'm going to talk about those verses in a minute, but we need to stop delaying, right? Because the time's short, like Paul said in 1 Corinthians. So come and receive Jesus. Come and receive what Jesus did on the cross, right? He died for a reason, right? So, so much to say with that. But uh, let's talk about this, man. This this part's really important, Justin. All right. So, who whosoever will, or who's, no, whosoever desires, let him take other water of life freely, right? So, anyone who desires salvation in Jesus Christ can come to him and take other water of life freely, right? So one might say to that invitation, right? Make excuses. This is some of the excuses people would make. You know, I don't understand all the Christian doctrine and theology. You know, come anyways. You know, because it doesn't say that whosoever understands, let him take out the water of life freely, right? Everybody always try to make an excuse why they don't come, right? You guys see where I'm going at? One might say, you know, I can't repent the way I should. You know, my heart is hard. I can't even weep over my sins or feel bad over them like I should. Come anyways, you know. It doesn't say whoever, whosoever feels, right? Let him take the water of life freely. It doesn't say that. One might say, I don't know if I can live the Christian life the way I should. Come anyways. It doesn't say whosoever can. There's a Christian life holily. Like, let him take the water of life freely. It doesn't say that. It says whosoever will, right? And it, lastly, just to really hone in the point, it doesn't say that one might say, you know, I don't know if I'm worthy to live the Christian life. Come anyways, because it doesn't say whosoever is worthy, let him take out the water of life freely, right? So it says whosoever, right? And that who, what does whosoever mean? That is so broad, guys. It's, it means there's no standard heart, height requirement, no standard weight or size requirement. There's, you can be a little sinner, you can be a big sinner. You can be sexy, you can be ugly. You can be an old sinner. You can be a young sinner. You can be a white sinner, black sinner, Chinese sinner, poor sinner, wealthy sinner. Whosoever will, come. Wherever you are, come. Like, this is the invitation for everybody. Whosoever will, come. Like, so, like, do you, uh, man, this section is real powerful, too. So, do uh, do you desire Jesus and salvation? Then all you got to do is come, right? So, can you say now, Lord, I desire to be saved. Give me a new heart. I desire to give up my sins. I desire to be a Christian. I desire to believe and desire to obey, but I have no strength to do this. I have the desire. Give me the power, right? Is this, uh, 
if this is your desire, then you are freely invited to come if you are only willing, right? So this is it, guys. So there's no barrier between you and Jesus except for your stubborn will, right? That's the only thing separating you from God, knowing God. And so this goes out to anybody who doesn't, who feels far away from God, to anybody who feels as if they don't know God or they're just, they just don't have the relationship that they really desire to have with God. All you got to do is come. All you got to do is hear. All you got to do is, uh, what was the, the second part? Uh, if you're thirsty, right, he can feel you, right? And then do you want him, right? Whosoever will come. These are the three steps, guys. So he, the more you do those things, the more you'll get your feel, right? And I want to say, add to what Justin was saying, like, you can have as much food as possible. You can have as much drink as possible. There's no limit. Like, will you be thirsty again after one sip? Not for a while, but you, we live off of this, right? This is our water. This is our food. So we got to keep on coming back for more. This is our edification. This is why Jesus, when he was, wasn't getting food and the disciples were like, Jesus, eat something. Jesus saying, I, I'm good. I already have my food. What are you talking about? Hey, hey, you know, the word of God is my food, right? So is God your food? So, yeah, there's so much to say about that. Justin, you have anything else for us? For, oh, shoot, I did. I did in the middle. Yeah, I know um, I should have stopped. I had a feeling. <laughs> the thing is, like, I get sometimes I forget what I'm about to say, too. Uh, hold on, let me check my note real fast. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, the b important part about this is that this is the end game. They want to save as many people as they want. Like, this is a huge plan in the making. Like, I, I don't know when... I don't know when we'll all be when our marathon will end, but man, it's already scaled like thousands of years. Like there are billions upon billions of people just waiting for that. God and Jesus are um, trying to pass out as many invitations as, as they can. That's why disciples and those disciples built churches and made more disciples. And like for Paul to Timothy and, and so forth, like, like we can't take the well. Like it's amazing how easy. I don't just say easy, as in to make it sound like the walk is easy. But Jesus himself take on my yoke. Like the yoke is easy. Like compared to like other religions, heaven here is. The most merciful, easiest way than most other religions. There are prayers we have to say each day. There's not a certain number of lives that um, help, or there's not a certain number of lives that we have to live through. We just have our one life. If we believe in Jesus or not, and that's that's it. That's the prerequisite. Like spend the rest of our lives living, um, spending. It in ways because we feel we because we love him and feel obligated to um honestly like that's all we need to do we just need to have a desire and come to jesus uh, that's it so that's why in psalms down every tongue will confess because by the end game like everyone will know god is one and true god like it'll be sad for those who reject had rejected. That's why we need to make the most of our life and, and like not take this invitation. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> All right, I'm glad you you got there, man. I'm glad you remembered. Um, yeah, man. It's so like I got a little bit more with 17 than I'm done because there's just so much with that verse, like. All you need to know, guys, like all the prophets in the Bible, all the apostles, all the threatenings and plagues in the Bible, all the promises in the Bible, gathered themselves up and focused themselves on this one theme, this one message, this one revelation, this one burning array, right? And that is come to Jesus, you know, come and take the water of life freely. A lot of verses, most texts in the Bible, actually, I would say every one, just about, like, are all pointing to this. Come to Jesus. Take out the water of life freely. It's free, man. So, um, and I like what Justin said. You know, one of my main points was let him take the water of life freely 
So when you desire and when you come, then you got to take, right? You got to take on it, right? So all the religions, like Justin was saying, can be summed up with the idea that you must bring something to give unto other gods. Mm -hmm. It's all about works yeah. and working your way to heaven. Christianity is the only religion that sums it up this way, that God invites you to take of the water of life freely. So it's a gift. Like, you don't have to do anything. It's already been done through Christ with God, what he did. He did it all, right? You don't need to do anything except for come, right? Ain't that great? Like, So you can't bring anything to save or justify or commend yourself before God. Some people think that they can. Those people are bound for hell based on the gospel that we know, right? The word of God, the way we read it. If we bring it all together, right? Without excluding stuff, which is what verse 18 and 19 is going to talk about in Revelation 22, right? So uh, you can take uh, the salvation he offers, man. All you got to do is come. So whosoever desires, let him take of the water of life freely. It is fitting that a great invitation closes the book of Revelation in the Bible. Like This is the one of the last things Jesus said, like, these are his words. Nobody else is saying this, right? So, yeah. And my last point is, I think it's my last one. Yeah, this is my last one. So it's going back to just evangelizing, reaching out to people, spreading the gospel, right? So once we hear the invitation and come, we must begin to cry out for others to come, right? That's the cry of the Holy Spirit. Now, if we're filled with the Spirit, what's going to happen? We're going to be moving and, and acting like the Spirit, right? So <laughs> this is what the Spirit wants, right? So the one who listens and hears the, uh, this cry will become thirsty. You will desire the gospel. You want to be changed and filled. Then all you have to do is come, right? So if you desire the gospel, if you want to be changed, man, you can. If you want your life to be better, God can help you. And he can do that for you. All you got to do is come, right? Whatever you need, like we said earlier, right? This is the message. So I changed the video title, Come to Jesus, man. I should say come and enjoy, but I don't know. I like coming to Jesus, man. All right, but anyways, my, one of my last few points is, you know, then the thirsty need to come. So if you're parched, if you're scorched, if you're empty, if you're craving, if you're burning, laboring, or sweating, come to Jesus, man. He, he'll give you what you need, man. So if you're thirsty, leave what's uh, not working behind and take other water of life freely, right? So many people are going through the same cycles, trying to get a feel of a certain type of way. You can only watch so many, so many porn videos until you figure out is either leads to your demise, ruins your marriage, ruins all your relationships, or you come to Jesus, man, and he can fill you up like them porn, the videos and stuff can't do. I could give a lot of examples, guys. Like you guys know, whatever you're struggling with, let's let's just keep it real, right? So my last point is all those who need this refreshment, this satisfaction, this renewal of water of life, all you gotta do is come. And that's the video, guys. Just come to Jesus, man. And that's Revelations 22, the very last chapter of the Bible. You got to see it. So we got way more for you. Uh, yeah, we still got to do verses 18 through 21, closing out Revelation 22. But Justin, you got any closing words, man, before we end this video and go to the next one? No, we're just rounding up and, and like um, extend the invitations to as many people as they can. Uh, we, we have that. We have to choose what to do with the knowledge that came like are we going to keep this gift to ourselves are we going to pass it on to other people like that that's... man you said gift man this is sparking something in me man it's a gift guys who doesn't like presents like you know who hates gifts and presents that's stupid i never made anybody like that so um, <laughs> so man just who gives better gifts than god except the gift that he's trying to give you does god give the same gifts is he gonna get the same gift to everybody? If every, some people's love language is act of service or receiving gifts, I think that's a yeah, huh? Yeah, receiving gifts is a love language, right? So if some people's love language is receiving gifts, right? Don't you think they know how to give gifts? So if they know how to give gifts, don't you think God knows how to give gifts more because He gave them the love language, you know, receiving gifts, right? So you guys get what I'm saying, man. Like, there's no greater gift giver than God. So just go to him, and he can give you whatever gift you're looking for. And it's more, even more gifts to come. It doesn't stop there. So keep on coming, right? Keep on getting your field. So, all right. So you guys know the routine. I'll keep it short because we're about to go live again and do finish out 18 to 21, Revelation 22. So you can just check out my YouTube channel, my social media pages, my podcast. 
Hey, I got the best social media pages ever. Check out my Instagram and Twitter for real. TikTok, I'm fire. I'm mean, I gotta I gotta do I got a lot of work to do on TikTok, but anyways, all my other social media pages are fire. All right, my YouTube YouTube channel again, you'll see uh playlist that we did on Re the book of Revelations and then Revelations 22. So check that out for real. There's a lot more videos to come to come and on a lot of videos me and Justin have already done Revelations 22 and then subscribe to his YouTube channel as well. Watch all his videos, like all his videos, comment all his videos, share all his videos. All right, you guys get it. And then that's his uh, Facebook page. If you want to send him a DM or me a DM on my social media page, if you can. All right. So we'll see you guys in a minute. Thanks for your support, especially if you watched all the way through. Make sure to share this video, man, for real. If this, if this blessed you, share the gospel, please. I know it was fire. All right. I'll talk to you guys in a minute. Peace.